first one gives us promise in a day when there's plagues or there's viruses or sicknesses, diseases that may be prevalent in our world, there is hope. And there is a way that God protects us and preserves us and promises that in our lives. And so I'm going to urge you and encourage you to receive the promises of God like they are indeed God speaking to you. Amen. And so in Psalm 91, it says the first verse, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Sounds like if you're dwelling in the secret place that you're going to be covered by God Himself. Amen. He that dwells in the secret place. There's a New Testament verse in uh, Colossians 3 and verse 3. It says that our life is hid with Christ in God. Well, another version actually renders it this way. Our life is hidden in the secret place. Hallelujah. There is a secret place in God. First of all, you're born again. You're a child of God. You're created in Christ, and your life is hidden with Christ in that secret place. In Christ, you are hidden. Amen. Well, then, of course, you need to be acknowledging uh, that you are in Christ. You need to be acknowledging that you can dwell in this secret place of the presence of God. And the first way to dwell in this secret place of the Most High, we're going to say, is live a life of prayer and fellowship with God. You could kind of look at the Second Chronicles chapter 20. It really has a pattern when they were faced with uh, seemingly impossible odds, the first thing they did was pray. In other words, there were three armies coming against their army, and the natural, there was no way they are going to win the battle. But they began to pray, and they set themselves to seek the Lord and pray. And that would be my admonition to you, rather than letting the world dictate to you how you believe and how you feel and, and about all the things that are being communicated and sinking into despair or hopelessness or negativity. No, let's look to God, who is a help in a time of trouble. Amen? And so they prayed, and they sought the Lord, and then it says they bowed themselves down and worshiped God. So your second way to dwell in this secret place of the Most High would to be bow your knee and worship God. Worship God for who He is. He is God. He is God when things are good, and He is God when it seems like things are bad all around you. God is still God, and He'll still be God when it's all over. Amen? And so when the battle has subsided, the battle is over, you won the battle, thank God, God will still be standing. Amen? Because He's the one that stood with you in a time of trouble. So you worship God and acknowledge His presence in your life. Worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, what do you do? You do what they did. It says they, they stood up. They actually believed. Actually, they were admonished to believe the prophets and believe the word of the Lord that came to them because the Spirit of God gave them a word in season. And the Holy Spirit can give you a word in season. And so, they, uh, so what we need to do is believe the promises of God. 
Acknowledge the promises of God. Confess the promises of God. And more specifically, in this case, confess promises regarding God's preservation and God's protection. Rather than just running scared with the world because there's so much fear that is being contrib- uh, you know, contributing to this. You know, in the media and social media and people are saying all kinds of things. And, and some of it is, you know, accurate and some of it's inaccurate. But nevertheless, people are running scared. And they're living lives of fear. But thank God, right in the mid- middle of a world full of fear, you can have faith and love. Amen? And so, in this case, you need to be maintaining your confession of God's promises regarding His preservation, His protection, and of course, His healing. Thank God, Jesus is your healer. We just saying, I am redeemed. Well, you're redeemed from the curse of sin. You're redeemed from the curse of sickness. You're redeemed from the curse of disease. You're redeemed from the curse of plagues in this earth. You're redeemed from every curse that is, of, uh, that is in this world. Thank God you've been redeemed. So you need to be confessing the word. You've been hearing the word if you've been here any le- length of time. You've been hearing the promises of God. This is a good time for you to exercise what you believe. It's a good time for you to exercise your authority as a believer. It's a good time to exercise your faith in God who is a, a protector and a preserver of life. You need to exercise your faith in God as a healer. He's a healing God, and you've been redeemed. Amen. And so there's a lot we could say about all of that. But let me encourage you to make your confessions daily so that you keep your mind stayed on Him rather than letting this world. It's okay to listen some and, and know what you're dealing with in the natural because there's a natural realm and there's a spiritual realm. But we've got to come first from the spiritual dimension and maintain a spirit of faith in the middle of turmoil. Amen. So maintain your confession because we're talking about how to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Maintain a confession of faith. Amen. Then thirdly, what do you do? You sing psalms of praise. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing to the Lord. Keep a song in your heart and keep a song on your lips and keep a, a, a upbeat in your heart. Amen. Instead of uh, always being fearful and and, and, and uh, thinking that things are going to go down and we don't know what's going to happen next. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. Hallelujah. You know, actually, we're going to leave before it's the end of the world. I'm going to have an early departure before that happens. It's called the rapture. Hallelujah. I'm out of here before the end of the world. So I'm ready for Jesus to come, whatever's going on in this world. If all looks well and everything looks good, when, there's, when they say peace and safety, then the Lord's going to come. Praise God, according to Scripture. And so, so when, when things look good, I'm ready to go to heaven. Amen. In other words, if Jesus is ready to come, I'm ready to go. And, and if things look bad, I'm, I'm ready to go. Whenever he calls, I'm out of here. Praise the Lord. I would encourage you to be ready as well. Just live on ready. Just live ready for rapture. Anytime Jesus is ready to come, be ready to go. Amen. All right, but to sing praise, God encompasses you, the Scripture says, with songs of deliverance. 
In other words, when you maintain a song in your heart, a song that lifts your spirits, lifts your soul, and keeps you happy in your heart and your mind and your life, praise God, you're living in the secret place. You're dwelling in the presence of God daily. You're in Him, but you want to live in Him. Amen. You want to live in the reality of the secret place of the Most High. And certainly there are many other things that we can do, but I just thought I'd give you a few. Amen. How many of you got some help just from the few? That would be my whole message if I kept going. All right, so you're covered by Jesus. You're covered by God when you live in this secret place. Next verse is, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. I will say that everything that I just told you, all of those four points that I just gave you, have something to say, uh, do with saying, have something to do with your speaking. Your prayer has something to do with your speaking, right? Your acknowledgement of the promises of God has something to do with your speaking. Your praise to God for the fulfillment of the promises of God in your life. In other words, singing psalms of praise, speaking words of praise to God, praising God. And then singing psalms of praise. It all has to do with speaking. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. What is a fortress? It's a place you run to for protection, for preservation, for safety. God is your refuge. It's a place you run to. The scripture says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a refuge. It's a place that you run to. You run to God in a time of turmoil. You run to God for help when there's trouble all around. Thank God God is a help right in the middle of your trouble. Right in the middle of a time of trouble, God is your help. Rather than being fearful and, and being uh, despondent or hopeless, thank God we're not going down in despair and hopeless, hopelessness. No, we're going to rise up in faith in God, trust. God, God is on the throne. Amen. I said God is on the throne. Jesus Christ is Lord right here, right now, in this moment of trouble. Jesus is still on the throne. Verse 3 says, surely when you do that, when you say the Lord is your refuge, your fortress, and in God you're going to trust, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of of the fowler and from noisome, noisome pestilence. You know, it's just a pest. He'll deliver you from the noisome pestilence. Glory to God. He will cover you. Somebody say, He'll cover me. You know, I just think about the story uh, Pastor Mark Hankins told years ago, and uh, he was telling about uh, how that. Uh, the bug man came to his house, and the bug man, uh, he was talking to him one day, you know, bug man comes to my house. Do you have a bug man that comes to your house? Well, he's talking to the bug man one day, and he's not home very much, but he just happened to be, be there, and he was talking to him. The bug man was talking so negative, and he was talking about how that his job was extremely stressful and he was stressed out all the time and he was living under all of this pressure. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever watched your bug man? My bug man, he just goes. Ch -ch 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 
I mean, it doesn't seem like this ultra, extremely stressful job, unless you have a great fear of chemicals, and uh, so, or of bugs, and so, so here he is, all stressed out, and then it was just very shortly after that, Pastor Mark heard that the bug man died of a heart attack. Now, that's not a good story in that sense, but, you know, I'm just saying, why should you be all stressed out? All the time. Stressed out over what's going to happen. and You know, we're going to survive. Yeah, we're going to survive. We'll get through this. Praise the Lord. So, instead of worrying about it, you don't add anything to your life. Matthew chapter 6. You don't add anything to your life. You don't add any cubit to your statue. You don't get fed. Right? Consider the fowls of the air. They don't. Toil and they don't work hard trying to get, you know, they just fly over there and get a bug. <laughs> right? He said, Your heavenly father feeds them, right? He takes care of them. And so, and you could talk about that and just know that God will take care of you. So don't worry about it. Don't fret about it because you're not going to add anything to your life. Don't overly stress and worry about what's going to happen, what's going on, and be afraid that you're going to get the coronavirus. Thank you, Jesus. Because you're covered. He shall cover thee with his feathers, verse 4. And under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. In other words, you're covered with the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. Because you are confessing the scripture, confessing God's redemptive work in your life. And Jesus Christ is your redeemer. It's going to be all right. Because when you're all stressed out, it comes from fear. Where does fear come? It comes from the devil. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power and of love and of a sound mind. God wants you to have a sound mind. He wants you to have peace right in the middle of turmoil all around you. God wants you to have peace. Jesus is your peace in the middle of the storm. When the disciples were in the boat, Jesus is in the back of the boat. He's at peace. He's resting. He's sleeping, getting some rest because the multitudes are not all around him. So he can finally get some rest. He's on the ship. He's on the boat. He's sleeping. And, and the storm comes up. And, and, and Jesus is sleeping and the disciples go wake him up and say, oh, Jesus, don't you care that we perish? In other words, they're all disturbed. Jesus gets up and gets in the bow of the boat and he speaks to the winds and the waves and there was a great calm. In other words, he spoke peace to the storm. And so you need to be speaking peace to your storm. Don't just add to the world's upset and thinking and their fear and their worry and their concern and their anxiety. Don't just add to that pot. And keep stirring that pot. Amen. No, let's add some hope. Let's add some hope to the world. Let's give somebody some hope. There is some hope. There's an end to this thing. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Maintain peace in the middle of the storm. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. 
God says you should not be afraid. No matter what's coming your way, do not fear. If you read the Bible, you'll find out God says that over and over again. Fear not. Be not afraid. Why? Because there's this temptation to be afraid. There's this temptation to be fearful. But thank God because he's not giving you the spirit of fear, but he's giving you the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Sound mind. Which means you, God's peace is ruling in your heart and your mind. Your, your mind is sound. You're secure. Why? Because you're covered by him. It is well with my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, it is well. well. Say, I will not fear. fear. Well, where does fear come from? It comes from the devil. What does it say in Hebrews 2? It says uh, that uh, Jesus took on a body of flesh and blood, verse 14, went through death, destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil, who through fear of death was all... Uh, and deliver those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He delivers people from this fear of death. Why are people so motivated? They're they're in this survival mode. I want to buy all of the food. Get all the food I can get. I want to buy all the toilet paper. So when it's all over, they're going to be out on their curb trying to sell toilet paper. Because they bought all this stock of toilet paper. It's going to be a hard sell at that point. Thank you, Jesus. And so, here we are. God says, don't be afraid. The terror by night, the air that flies by day, what's coming your way, don't be afraid. Love, perfect love. The scriptures have fear, First John says, has torment, but perfect love cast out fear. Praise the Lord. People living in fear, they want to buy everything because, you know, everything they can buy. And we're going to visit you at your house. So you bought all the food, we come to see you. (laughs) Knock, knock, who's there? Somebody that saw you at the grocery store. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I followed you to the house. So he said, don't be afraid, right in the middle of it, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. So when the pestilence comes, don't be afraid. When the darkness is there, don't be afraid. When the destruction comes, don't be afraid. He said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. He said, but it shall not come near thee or nigh thee. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall, but it shall not. 
But it shall not come nigh thee. What? This plague or this pestilence and this thing, this coronavirus shall not come nigh your dwelling. In other words, it doesn't come to your house. Your dwelling, your household, your family is under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is if you will apply the blood of Jesus. We'll talk about that tonight. Being under the blood, staying under the blood, maintaining a confession of the blood. Praising God for the blood. And why you do, you're applying the blood to the doorposts and lintel of your house and your family. And stay under the blood of Jesus. Well then, of course, hallelujah. Somebody say, I will not fear. I refuse to fear. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall not come nigh me. This is now your dwelling. Well, your body is referred to as a dwelling. Your body is a house of God. Your body is a temple of God. So we just say that we're covered by Jesus. We're covered by God. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. We're covered by the name of Jesus. We've run into the name of Jesus and we find refuge and safety for our lives. And thank God we have resistance to the coronavirus. Hallelujah. Only with thine eyes. Only with your eyes. Shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy what? Your habitation. In other words, back to we're dwelling in the secret place. You've made the Lord your habitation, your dwelling place. You've run to the name of the Lord. You're dwelling in Christ. You're dwelling in the presence of God. You're maintaining the presence of God in your life. You're staying filled with the Holy Spirit, staying filled with faith. And so you're dwelling in that secret place. God is your habitation. Hallelujah. He is your refuge. And he says in verse 10, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. No plague shall come near your dwelling. Now, they say when you put this virus under a microscope, it looks like a crown. Looks like a crown. It's got spikes in it. It looks like a crown. So they called it coronavirus. In other words, the devil wants to make it look like he's king. But he's not king. I said he's not the king. Jesus is the king of kings. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord and nobody else and nothing else. No virus, no sickness, no disease. And we're not crowning sickness king here. We're crowning Jesus king of kings and Lord of lords. And at his name, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ 
is Lord. Hallelujah. So while the world says coronavirus is king, I'm saying Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Lord over your life. And so that means that, that coronavirus has to bow its knee and has to get under your feet. Hallelujah. The spirit of the coronavirus has to get under your feet. We take authority over corona. Hallelujah. We have authority over corona. We have authority over viruses. We have authority over disease. We have authority over sickness. You have authority in the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow. I said every knee must bow. Every knee must bow of things in heaven, things in earth. I'm just quoting the Bible to you. I said of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth. So if it's in this earth, it has to bow its knee. Every name that is named has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. When you have the name of Jesus in your heart and you have the name of Jesus on your lips, Hallelujah. And exercise your authority as a believer. You can't command sickness and disease to get under your feet. You command the coronavirus to move out of your way because there's a shield about you. There's a covering over you. It's God's covering. How many believe God is bigger than corona? Hallelujah. How many believe Jesus is greater than corona? The blood of Jesus is greater than corona. The name of Jesus is greater than the name Corona. Jesus is Lord. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. So heaven, angels bow to the name of Jesus. Men bow to the name of Jesus. Disease bows to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And demons have to bow to the name of Jesus that are motivating fear and in putting fear on people's minds. Come on, demons have to get out of the way. Demons have to bow their knee and they have to do it today. And you as a believer have authority to speak the name of Jesus. Declare the name of Jesus. Declare who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Praise God at the house. Praise God in the car. Praise God at work. Praise God at church, if anywhere. I said praise God at church. Because God's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he'll also do it. If God says, this is my covenant, and I remember my covenant to a thousand generations, God has not forgotten his covenant of healing. God has not forgotten his covenant and his promises regarding his good protection on our life. Hallelujah to Jesus. And his word is still true. His truth shall be your shield. His truth shall be your shield. There's a shield of faith that says to every fiery dart, corona included, hallelujah, every fiery dart of the wicked one, we guard against you in Jesus' name. 
We put on the helmet of salvation. We are saved in our soul. We're saved in our minds. We're protected in our thinking. Hallelujah. We cast down imaginations of death and fear, anxiety and worry. We take authority over it. You speak the word of God. Speak it boldly. Speak the word of God. And speak it boldly. Hallelujah to Jesus. Corona can't come here in Jesus' name. I said, Corona can't come here. You're not welcome. Hope your name's not Corona. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 11, and he shall give his angels. I don't know about you, but when I showed up, angels showed up. Hallelujah. In other words, some angels came with me today. Jesus said, they're angels. Talking about those little children, he said, they're angels. You always behold the face of the Father. You don't lose your angel when you get 25. Angels still walking around with you. You may not see them, but they're there. Hallelujah. There's an innumerable company of angels. And so the angels of the Lord, he said, would surround you. Give his angels charge over you. Keep you in all of your ways. So if you bump into Corona, there's an angel bumped in first. Hey, move. Come on. Listen, you can't shake hands with the President of the United States unless the security lets you. Right? In other words, you can't. Now, in this case, you can't touch the believer unless, come on, security lets you. Come on, the angels of God are your security, your secret service, if you will. Holy Spirit is a security blanket, glory to God, that'll get on you. The glory of God get on you. The blood of Jesus cover you. Listen, you're well covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, people cover themselves, insurance, you know, if they die, then there are all things are taken care of, family, children, that's great. Do that, that's a good thing. But you're well covered before you die. You don't have to die to be covered, praise God. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. Angels are surrounding you. Holy Spirit is on you. Glory of God, you rise and shine. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In other words, when you get up tomorrow morning, you ought to be happy. Take some joy to the workplace. Because you're, you're, not, you're not afraid. You're not fearful. You're going there with faith in God, trusting God. Hallelujah. It is well. Thank you, Jesus. They shall bear thee up in their hands, and lest thou dash thy foot against the stone, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under feet. This is basically representing all the authorities of darkness. 
Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you authority over all the power of the enemy. In Luke 10, verse 19, I give unto you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing includes all the nothings. In other words, coronavirus is one of the nothings. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, you have authority over, and he said, you shall tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Praise God forever. So whatever comes from the devil, come on. I'm preaching real good. I said, whatever comes from the devil, you have authority over it. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and what? Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. In other words, sickness was an oppression of the devil and Jesus healed all that were sick. It says for God was with him. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit was on Jesus to heal the sick, which was an oppression of the enemy. Listen, all kinds of people are oppressed, and they're not even sick. They're oppressed emotionally and mentally, but Jesus will set you free. Hallelujah. I said Jesus will set you free. You need to go and be the light to the world. You need to be the hands of Jesus and the feet of Jesus and the voice of Jesus in our generation. In this time, in our nation, you need to be the voice and the hands and the feet of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Still, the Bible says believers shall lay hands on the sick, so don't be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't say except for coronavirus. Just the thought. Pause and think about it. So, you've been raised up. I said, you've been raised up. Far above, with Jesus. Far above all principality and power, might, dominion, and every name that is named in this world, and also in that which is to come. You've been raised up with Jesus. Hallelujah. Seated together with Jesus. Jesus is Lord over the coronavirus. Jesus has dethroned the devil. Jesus has defeated the devil. He went through death and destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. He destroyed all the devil's works. This purpose, the Son of God, was manifested. 1 John. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. That's why you're here. I said, that's why he came. That's why you're here. Thank you, Jesus. We got work to do right now. We got work to do. We're not hiding in a hole somewhere. Hallelujah, I said. We've got work to do. It's it's the church's time to shine. It's the church's time to arise and let the glory of the Lord rise upon you. It's a new day in the body of Jesus. It's a time when the church is triumphant. It's a time when the church is an overcoming church. It's a time where you stand up and say, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel like running all, all on the inside. Every name that is named, including the name 
His name above every name that is named, including the name coronavirus. Every name. Hallelujah. Why don't we just take the crown off corona? Come on. Let's just. Thank you, Jesus. Say, oh, no. You're not Lord around here. Jesus is Lord. You'll tread on the lion, the adder, the young lion, and the dragon. You'll trample under feet because he has set his love upon me. Right now, we ought to be loving Jesus. We started it off today. Worship Jesus. Worship God the Father. Because he set his love upon me. Therefore, will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. The name of the Lord, a strong tower. The righteous run into his name and are safe. Hallelujah. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. So when we pray, God answers. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And last of all, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah to Jesus. I said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him or her my salvation. I will not fear. Hallelujah to Jesus. Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And when my enemies, <laughs> when they come, they stumble and fail. Hallelujah. In other words, when hell rises up to come against you, heaven rises up within you. I said, when hell rises up to come against you, heaven rises up within you and you overcome whatsoever whosoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is a victory that overcomes the world even our faith so maintain your faith in God your faith in Jesus hallelujah call unto him and he says I will answer you I will answer him and I will show him my salvation thank you Jesus somebody said thank you Jesus Anybody getting any help in the room? Hallelujah. You're in God's house today. You're in the right place at the right time with the right people. Somebody shout, I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. President Trump declares Sunday National Day of Prayer. It is my great honor to declare Sunday, March 15th, as National Day of Prayer. We are a country that throughout our history has looked to God for protection and strength in times like these. No matter where you, are, you may be, I encourage you to turn towards prayer in an act of faith. Together, we can easily prevail. That's just a short message. He had a proclamation that's longer, and you can find it online. You can find the proclamation for today. Hallelujah to Jesus. If your president, my president, ask us to pray, we the church will pray. So stand to your feet in the name of Jesus.
and we're going to pray, and we're going to exercise our authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Christians all over this nation are praying right now, but we believe heaven is answering. I said Christians all over our nation are praying right now, but we believe heaven. God says, if you'll call unto me, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Hallelujah. And if they will, repent. Right? He said, if they'll pray, they'll repent for their wicked ways. He said, I'll hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I'll what? I'll heal heal their land. We're, our nation right now needs to be healed. The world needs some healing. They need some healing from heaven. Amen. So I want you to lift up your hands without wrath and without doubting. This is the scripture. It says lift up your holy hands. If you're, if you're not comfortable with that, that's new to you, that's okay. But we're just uh, obeying what the scripture says. Lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. When you pray, and God will hear. <laughs> 